0: You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero
1: Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Hey, you look pretty natty. You hadn't a senior prom or something there? You got a, yeah, got this a is, coat and tie on.
0: I decided we should join in the new trend in business, Bob, which is premiumization. Premium? I haven't heard about that. Why don't you it, share th- that? This is, you take an ordinary product mm-hmm. like... You say, say Cafe Bustelo, very good product, great coffee. Mm-hmm. And you bring out a premium version mm-hmm. and you charge more for it because it's premium, Bob. It's premium. Are we and looking
1: at premium Mickey right before our eyes?
0: You're looking at premium Mickey and you charge more and you take advantage of uh, the affluent share of the market. Okay. Uh-huh. And you fuck the poor share of the market. You sort of abandon them, except always, it seems the premium version is... Actually, no better than the ordinary version. In fact, in Cafe Bustelo, it's worse than the ordinary.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: so I think we can con our viewers similarly by promising a premium version, charging them more, taking advantage of our high income viewers, and, yeah. and just cheating cheating them providing the same old crap we always provide, you know? So
1: that's that's,
0: that's a stroke of genius. It's my business plan, and I wear a tie, so it's premium.
1: Now, are you trying to move them from the five dollar Patreon tier to the eight? Or are you just trying to move them? Or are we starting a whole new tier? We need a whole new tier, Bob. The premium
0: tier. I have I have a friend who who was in the ad business in Hong Kong and they had like a product they were trying to sell. Uh-huh. And they couldn't they couldn't for the life of them figure out what the slogan was to sell it. Mm-hmm. And then they finally hit on the slogan. It's premium. It's premium.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's good. That's our slogan. Um So that gives us an edge over pretty much all podcasters. I'm not aware of a premium podcast out there, Mickey. I don't think so. There's been a, if anything, that, you know, the
0: podcasts are getting cheesier. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I won't name names. Oh, go ahead. Name a name. I'm thinking of Mark Halpern's newsletter, which begins with a sort of begging for money and then goes into more begging for money. And then he finally gets around to the podcast. Well, he's kind of the, a
1: special case. He was completely canceled and disgraced, right? True. Whereas we've only been disgraced, so that's different from us. I I tried to cancel myself
0: last week in a podcast with Ann
1: Coulter, but how did that I failed. Go? What'd you well, say? It, or should you not say it on a respectable podcast like? No, this? we can
0: say it. There's 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 a story in a Tablet magazine about how Jews are disappearing on college a lot of college campuses they're uh like they're,
1: vanishing like you're looking at them and suddenly they're no, not there no oh. like their the
0: admissions rate is their half is half what they used to be uh-huh. uh it, it, some of them it's not true but 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 a lot of them it is and the, the guy argued that they were disappearing even in hollywood and everywhere else but um but but apparently if you go to college professors and ask them why are the jews why are there so few jews i mean they're still more than the population but they're few compared with the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the answer is uh, ethnic preferences and other legacies and other things have crowded them out. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, they will say the Jews aren't what they used to be. Oh, (laughs) they won't say that. Supposedly, people have heard two of them actually say that. I think one of them was a joke. Anyway, so the writing... Was the
1: person who said a Jewish?
0: One of them. Both of them were. The point is that they've become... The point is, they've become so terrified of their woke masters that they'll excuse uh they won't fight back, they will rationalize it. Uh that that was the interpretation given by the person who told me. Anyway, mm-hmm. so our late our, our theme of the podcast was the Jews ain't what they used to be. And I uh, thought that, that would
1: get that's your I, theme. I'm not really signing oh oh of oh of, of yours and Anne's. Yeah, fine. Yeah, Go I thought that it, yeah. I thought that would get us canceled, but
0: nobody seems to have noticed.
1: Now, that's that's small potatoes uh, by today's standards.
0: Perhaps because it was actually pointing to a real phenomenon.
1: Uh, Anyway, so what's happening in the world, Mickey? We have a budget. from Biden, no, we, have a, anyway. we have a budget that's never going to become the budget, right? This is just like this fictional thing right, that but, the president puts out. Nobody expects it to. Happen. Well, but it's a political statement and it
0: involves a certain amount of semi interesting political gamesmanship. I was delighted
1: uh, to see that it involves, and this is the only thing I know about it, taxes on upper income people. It's got a lot of taxes. It it follows the Obama model, which is,
0: you 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 do four or five different taxes in the hope that the rich won't add them up and uh, and figure out that they're getting hosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, so it it, it there's quite a bit of uh, soaking the rich going on. Uh, a couple things about it. One is uh the, biden is trying to you know I, I was saying republicans should say uh show us your plan biden and not venture a plan to save social security and medicare because it's a trap for them because they then they'll wind up cutting benefits and they'll get hit over the head with it in the campaign so they should just challenge biden show us your plan well will you go first mm-hmm. uh try just go ahead try to show us a plan that saves social security and medicare uh without raising taxes on anybody under 400,000 and without cutting benefits. Well, it looked at first like Biden had done it, but just by raising a shitload of taxes on the rich, he had managed to he claims make Medicare solvent through 2050 uh, without you know lower w- w- without without cutting benefits and e- even there's this perverse thing where the payroll tax would be operative up to 160 and then there dis- then be no more payroll taxes until you got to 400 and then you start paying solely because uh, Biden had promised no taxes for people under 400. So you'd lose that whole chunk of payroll tax from 160 to 400. Well, that makes it in effect
1: kind of a regressive tax, right? I mean,
0: well, the payroll are tax is a regressive tax. Yeah, but it makes more it more. So. It's more regressive than. It, it's more aggressive than it would be if they taxed it all the way through because yeah. the 160 to 400s, which is the vast bulk of the affluent, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they get ho- scot-free. But it, anyway, so, so everybody's saying Biden has closed the trap. Now the Republicans are on the spot. They have to come up with their plan, but not really, mainly because it doesn't sell Social Security. It only sells Medicare. So it doesn't do anything to to uh preserve Social Security for eternity uh so that Republicans can just say you didn't do the job you didn't say Social Security try again
1: well how long uh, is social Security good for under the Biden plan I'm just thinking about my own life I, think, I, don't, I don't think I don't think it Donald. changes
0: I don't think it changes the the date uh at which it only covers 80 percent of benefits mm. I think it's in like 10 years or something I don't know it's it's uh it's a little later than the Medicare date
1: um, wait, wait other- a second, how much of this you know, I personally think none of this matters in electoral terms, I really do. But my, my, I mean, no, you, you like you're the only person thinking about in all of America right now, you and 50 other people who tweet and write columns and shit are the only people thinking about this. But so I think it doesn't matter in political terms. And correct me if I'm wrong, like it doesn't matter in real terms, right? I mean, Biden's it, budget doesn't matter in real terms. Does anything that the Republicans are saying matter in real terms? It, it
0: matters if Republicans get hammered on Social Security and Medicare again, like they have in the last no, few I, elections. No, that's the
1: political. I'm asking about the real, like something becoming a law.
0: Uh, some of this might become a law because they have this budget showdown and they might pass some of it. More likely, they'll punt on all of it. But no, it's mainly political theater, but politics matters. It matters yeah, who wins I the next election. I don't think this
1: does. I don't think this does. It just washes over people. They say, I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 because. Oh, yeah. It's like what they're going to accuse Biden of not saving social security and he's going to accuse them and that's as far as most Americans follow it. It's these right, but if, accusations
0: and that's it. But if they take the bait and actually propose a cut in benefits then they're then they get hammered. So that's okay, well, that's, that's, that's what that passes for, that's what passes for reality in Washington, Bob. Um, the uh, and of course the point the point my perennial point is we you know he's taxing the rich in theory almost to the hilt i mean who knows how much you could tax the rich but there's a, there's this famous quote from kennedy's head of the irs one for you and one for me so 50-50 okay i think a, a mark an effective marginal rate of about 50% is about all you're going to get from the rich before they start absconding and and spending all their time finding shelters
1: and they're, and, way, uh, they're way below that now right I mean, uh, on paper, the highest rate is what? Like, I don't know. 30%? The highest rate of capital gains
0: in California will, oh, be, 60, will be 60%. Oh, oh, okay? oh at the, at the and state it's level? A pro, yeah, and the federal oh, top mm-hmm. rate is 42% even before these add-ons.
1: So if you add on a couple more, you're at 50%. I'm
0: confused,
1: uh, but I don't want to pursue the confusion here. because. It, it, even I don't find my confusion interesting. There's like so. a, it
0: raises it from thirty-seven to thirty-nine, and then there's an Obamacare tax that raises it to forty-two. So if you're okay. if you're if you're really rich, just your marginal quick, rate is is approach asymptotically approaching fifty at the federal level, even before states.
1: Wait, just a quick question about my confusion. I'm sorry, I know nobody yeah. else cares, and even I don't. But I had thought that uh, people on the left said capital gains should be taxed as high as regular income is taxed. And the rates you're quoting for capital gains taxes are higher than regular income. I don't understand that either.
0: I don't understand (laughs) that either, okay? That's a point of confusion. It seems to me the, 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 the old Mike Kinsley point, be like Germany, capital gains, same as income, no funny business, don't go sh- don't go searching for shelters to turn regular income into capital gains.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not going to win. That's the way to go. I don't know if this does that. I think this may, as you say, increase capital gains even okay. above income. The, but my point is, you don't just need to save Social Security. You need to also provide to extend health care to everybody, which is going to cost even more. So it's not enough to tax the rich to the hilt to save Social Security because then you can't tax them anymore to provide national health insurance. So the, Dem- you know, it's a, it, the, the Democrats are shooting all their guns off and they're not even achieving their main goal. Plus the Biden budget includes all the build back better stuff that didn't get through Congress, like a daycare plan, that's badly drawn a, a preschool plan that tested terribly in the recent, the most recent studies, uh parental leave plan, a child tax credit, Bob, that's going to recreate the welfare system. Uh, and it, if he got rid of all those things, think of all the deficit reduction or national health insurance you could buy. I mean, what's more important? Uh, uh, pay, you know, subsidizing a, a, a government-regulated child care system or a national healthcare system? Like, there's no, there's, it, it's no comparison. I think. So he doesn't do that. Uh, the final point is, the tax on the rich are so great that my friends, who are just sort of normal, normal rich uh, people, normal high-powered lawyer people. Think they have to make five hundred thousand dollars to even barely live in New York.
1: Oh, and when
0: you and and when you break it down, or Washington, oh. when you break it down, if you if you start off making five hundred, you give half your income to taxes, so you're really only earning two fifty,
1: and you're sending a you kid to private school. They have a case. It's not That's insane. That's sad. That's sad. You know, I didn't realize America was in such bad shape, but that is how they feel. And That's they sad. feel in part because of the the extreme, the,
0: sorry, the large tax cut. And if the the taxes didn't take let large tax bite, and mm. the tax didn't take such a bite, they could get by on two hundred fifty thousand. They wouldn't have these people running around with these astronomical incomes, which I think has a bad effect on social equality. Just just the number, just the number being so high. People, you know, making five hundred, and, and and here I am making thirty. What do I think? Right. Nicky,
1: I'm only one person. I can only do so much, but I just want to say if any of your friends need counseling, consolation, I'm here 24 seven because I'm telling you, this hurts me as much as them. My
0: my friend, I have a friend who convinced me that $500,000 wasn't enough to have a minimum decent upper class income. That's if what you, I mean. If you, only Tell if you only allowed yourself two suits, yeah, you're only allowed two suits in that budget.
1: No, that's the first thing I thought of. You said were, this friend ex- of mine making half a million. And I thought, God, you probably can't afford three suits.
0: Actually, the she's the hotline
1: is open for Mickey's she's a, friends.
0: She's a woman who marries people who make half a million.
1: Oh, in that case. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, the, come on. But a the very the smart woman. Symp- but, uh, I feel the sympathy leaking out of my body right now. I mean, if, if you're knows... not working for that half a million, the hotline's not open, folks. Oh, she's she's working. <laughs> Name names, name names. But anyway. Okay, Mickey, uh, Mickey, enough, enough about your, about your rich friends and all this fake shit that doesn't matter. Enough.
0: Okay, okay,
1: Bob. Have I made my point? Um,
0: I can't help it if I move in a world of extravagance and grace.
1: You really do. I mean, if people only
0: knew. I mean, look at, look at this. Look at this.
1: I know. This is a typical day with Mickey. This is, he always looks like this.
0: Actually, this shirt, bizarrely, is an attempt from L.L. Bean to go premium, a failed attempt to, to, to establish the L.L. Bean collection, which is the same old L.L. Bean shirt, except they try to make it thicker or something. It was a disaster. Anyway, hmm. the, the buttons don't even fit in the buttonhole. Man. Anyway. That, that's, uh, uh, well, you
1: also can call my hotline, Mickey. That's sad. Don't call. So- uh, your hotline's going to
0: be busy. You're never going to have time to write your book.
1: I am here to serve. I am here to serve, Mickey. God put me on this planet for a reason, and it is to console people who make half a million dollars a year.
0: Okay. Um actually, you know, if we actually successfully did that, we could get a nice revenue stream.
1: What? Sir counseling people who make fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a special tier for them, special sympathy tier in the parrot room. Um, so look, can we talk about other stuff? Yeah, we Fight. got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we sure do. You want to talk about, we have Biden, Fetterman,
0: Ukraine, DeSantis, new big piece on poverty that's probably bullshit. Uh, I, came, I came up with- Major two. scientific advances, J.D. Vance growing in office.
1: Mm. Of um, you go first. Okay. Uh, this could turn out to be a segue to Ukraine, could well. Uh, I'm going to start out with just a new reason that Biden shouldn't run. For president, shouldn't be on the Democratic ticket, and a new reason that he shouldn't be president. Okay, these are just things like I thought about. Now, the the thing about well, first of all, the, the not that he shouldn't be president is I was just reflecting. Uh, you know, there was this thing uh, this week that we could talk about either here in the pair, but you know, Chi- uh, Xi Jinping. Said this thing, Uh, the quote was, Western countries led by the U.S. have implemented all-around containment, encirclement, and suppression against us, bringing unprecedentedly severe challenges to our country's development. Uh, People made kind of a fuss over it, noted that it was uh, more directly critical than he had been, and some people freaked out. Laura Ingram said, oh, he hates America. Uh, I personally would say, uh, from his point of view, it's not a crazy way to look at it. We do seem to be declaring war on their uh, tech sector. It's like if somebody did this to us, we'd completely freak out. Um yeah. within only the last few weeks, we've announced a bunch of shit on Taiwan. We're tripling the number of American troops there training training their soldiers and sending them another six hundred million dollars in arms. we're di- We're doing a lot of stuff that that, of course, from his point of view, um uh, is is uh, quite annoying. Uh, And and then but this also got uh, and I think we should pay heed to this. It it reminds me very much of the speech that Putin delivered in 2007 at the Munich Security Conference. And I've got a piece about this in in today's uh, reminds me of the attitude of Japan before they launched Pearl Harbor. Well, you know, who said that is, uh, you know, no opinion is the Twitter handle. Noah Smith said that exact same thing. He said and and I talk about that in today's Non-Zero Newsletter. So it reminds me of Japan before World War II, Germany before World War One. Um,
0: Apparently, if you if you read, is it who who is the, the, the Johnson who writes the British historian, late British historian who writes conservative histories of the United States? Um, Somebody Johnson. If you read it, the, the encirclement theory, fears in Japan could yeah. be. The encirclement theories in Japan, fears in Japan were planted by two Russian agents. That we're trying to go Japan into the war, It's a well, footnote. But,
1: footnote. Were, but we did have the sanctions on their on their right. Oil. No,
0: no. But but, but I mean, they were. We were goated. kind of strangling. They were goaded by Stalin's agents. Like it hadn't come
1: to their the attention paranoid. that we were that we were depriving them of precious resources. I don't know. I don't. Okay. Know. Anyway, go ahead. Don't let me interrupt. Anyway, Putin gave a similar warning in two thousand seven at the Munich Security Conference. People kind of said, "Oh, he's 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 nuts," or in one way or another, they dismissed it. Uh, he complained about NATO expansion, complained about the U.S. Uh, attacking other countries, which at that point he had not done. And we said, screw you and issued the invitation to Ukraine and Georgia within months. He was at war with Georgia and so on. We didn't listen. I recommend listening to this. But anyway. Uh, to what she is saying now. But anyway, it, it led me to think about the the totally gratuitous. I mean, I mean, these various things we're doing to China, you can argue about. There's there's arguments, you know, for them and against them and so on. I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying we should at least go through the exercise of understanding how they look to China and what China might do in response, including arm Russia. I don't think they're there there's- yet. But uh, what but, was gratu- which part was gratuitous? Well, I'm getting to that. It, okay. It's it's the weird. uh, It's the weird thing Biden said in the State of the Union address. You you remember when he said, what leader would uh, cha- change trade places with Xi Jinping? Name me one. Name me one. And you really have to watch the video to appreciate it. He looks unhinged. He starts screaming almost. It's it's it's. And of course, Xi Jinping hasn't said anything like that about him. No Chinese leader since Mao has probably said anything like that in Amer- to an American leader. It's bizarre. And I just want to say, you know, it's completely gratuitous to score domestic political points. And it comes in the context of us demanding that China not arm Russia. And I'm here to tell you, if China decides to arm Russia, that's a game changer. You're talking swarms of drones and, and various other things. They have a huge industrial base, a lot of weapons. And... This is my reason that honestly, I'm sorry. I don't think Biden is qualified to uh, be but, president but, for another but, term. But what the uh, it,
0: first, the statement we talked about is it, nonsensical. There are a lot of people who, who would trade places with Xi, Xi Jinping. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he's has he has some problems. Oh, but oh he's,
1: yeah. No, I mean,
0: he, yeah. Anyway,
1: them. Uh I'd, I'd swap but, you for him, frankly. I, he'd be a great podcast with, guest. With
0: with the tax race on my millionaires' income, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I'd go there in a minute. Yeah.
1: But anyway, the point is, it's just like this is a delicate thing. I mean, we're tr- It's really critical that we keep China from harming Russia. And it's one thing to say, well, every one of these things he considers provocations down the line, and there's like a ton of them. We 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 we've levied new sanctions on China within the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's one thing to say, well, they're all just essential, which I'm pretty sure is bullshit. But anyway, this completely gratuitous personal attack is just it, deeply irresponsible. And you know, there's people dying in Ukraine. The whole country's getting wrecked, and Biden's fucking around like this. I, I'm not we, kidding. He should not be president.
0: It's weird because my, I, at first I was going to say, well, it was it's all caused by the balloon? In other words, we were about to have a rapprochement with China, and then the fucking balloon well, started did floating hurt. over. That did hurt. Uh, but obviously it's driven by, dar- like, larger forces underneath. Uh, the uh, the the CIA director, I believe it's the CIA director, Avril Haynes. I don't know what uh, she is. Bill she's,
1: Burns is the CIA dir- She's the okay, director of national intelligence. Okay, right, okay. She gave a
0: testimony that seemed the U.S. has concluded that, that China has concluded it cannot achieve its national aims without hurting the U.S. So they are basically, objectively, are... Foe in a non-zero uh sum conflict.
1: Zero sum Is, zero sum, like, zero yeah.
0: sum conflict, and uh uh non non-zero sum conflict. And um uh and that sort of drives the uh the gives the impetus to imposing sanctions because we don't want them to develop our, their chip industry because they are going to use their chip industry to screw us over. Uh and apparently Biden's sanctions have been quite effective. There are ways around them, but Trump never imposed those sanctions, but Biden. Well, he started it with Huawei and so right, on. But yeah, right, yeah. But anyway, uh, not that not that we shouldn't impose those sanctions. I'm sort of anti-China myself, but uh, but uh, that that is the that is the, the the tension underlying. It's not the balloon; it's that tension. So that was going to come to the fore anyway. And if China seems to be, they seem to have a, had some setbacks, so that leads to the paranoid encirclement theory. Uh, We should probably we
1: should probably try to alleviate it. I, of course, disagree. Yeah, I, of course, disagree with the with the the assessment that it's overall a a zero sum relationship. But in any event, that's the one thing. The the other the the reason I thought Democrats should think twice. Well, another reason they should think twice about him being on the ticket is like when you look at the Ukraine war, I do want to talk about it a little but It's like if you imagine where's that going to be in November of twenty twenty four? It is more likely to be a political liability for Biden than a political asset. I could elaborate, but I I would put money on that. And uh, and and that suggests that the Democrats would be better off having a candidate who's just not directly responsible for it. And and even if they've been generally supportive of Biden, it's still not the same as being the guy who called the shots.
0: What if he what if he achieves a, uh, a dirty deal peace settlement?
1: Imagine and one that's it, going to look like a clear win for Biden. Look, you're not going to get it, Russia out people, off of Ukrainian territory. We've people, been saying that's a, the definition. Do the American people
0: care who controls the Donbass? They just don't want they want the war to be over. So it's not a drain on our resources. It's not killing people. And they could talk about other things.
1: OK, but if you can't say, well, we taught Putin a lesson and he really regrets this pretty convincingly and, and you maybe will make that argument and. In, uh, in some ways, but if it's not kind of a straightforward argument to, for the average person, they're going to be listening to the Republican candidate if it is one of these kinds of candidates. And there are some who are saying, this guy spent over 100, and by then it'll be 150 at least billion dollars, got, uh, uh, tons of people. And, and, and I assume they'll pick up my line, which is he refused to negotiate in advance, decided it would be better. To spend 150 billion of your tax dollars, get a ton of people killed, get the country of Ukraine destroyed, and and leave Russia in possession of way more of Ukraine than they had before the fucking war started. Is, That's going to be the Republican argument.
0: Isn't that what you would? Is that your argument? Yeah, be, I,
1: who yeah, would be making? Who I'm, would be
0: making that argument? Trump and DeSantis. Trump
1: and DeSantis. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's weird, Chris Christie took swipes at DeSantis this week for for his irresponsible doubts about the Ukraine war. And he sort of gave voice to he sort of oh, how do they teach foreign policy down there in Florida uh it was sort of snooty I wonder who, who does Christy think he's appealing to it's' is, in the is, electorate
1: is there a chance he'll run
0: yeah he has nothing else to do he's like he's like uh Nikki Haley yeah so he gets a lot of got a, gets a lot of publicity gets to go on a debate
1: well honestly then he out. I think he rightly figures that th- this is an open lane in a certain sense I mean Trump and DeSantis and maybe some other people have the you know that part of the foreign policy thing locked down. There's no room in that lane. He might as well appeal to the neocons, and you know, I think that's probably right. But it doesn't make it more doesn't make it make more sense
0: anyway. I, I um, what I just think you know that there there's some there's some possible upside if 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 Zelensky is still in power. And they have a deal. So what if Russia gets some territory? Uh, Biden will have proven that you know they will have proven that Russia's military isn't as mighty as the as we thought it was. As Secretary Warner will be uh, sorry, Mark Warner will be happy that we've what did he say? We've crunched up their forces, chewed up. We've oh yeah, we chewed, chewed up much of the Russian military. Uh, that well, was un- yeah. He basically
1: stuff. he basically admitted. Uh yeah, this is a proxy war and the Ukrainians are doing us a favor of, quote, chewing up the Russian military, you know, killing a ton. Of, in other words, killing a ton of Russians, getting a ton of Ukrainians killed. He was just delighted with it. Like he'd like to see it go on forever.
0: It was bizarre. He's the
1: responsible
0: centrist Democrat uh adult in the room, supposedly.
1: He? He's supposed to be. Yeah, well. I'm not in favor of his candidacy for for president, if that's a uh, prospect. Uh, I think he, I think he, I think he lost my vote too. Rokana, folks, Rokana. I have two words for you, and I'll give them to um, you again. Ro um, So uh, let me. Can I just quickly talk about Ukraine? To, to do the yeah. the update? So last week, um, you know, I said Bakhmut seemed to be in the process of falling. Uh, It's kind of taking its time about it, but yeah, it is. uh, Ukraine has pulled back entirely uh, from the eastern part of the town. Uh, I said I thought you were going to see more and more criticism of the leadership for even leaving the troops there where they where they still are in Western Bakhmut. You have seen that even the uh, the Kiev uh, Independent, which notwithstanding its name, uh, has been totally in line with the government. ran ran some pieces that were that were implicitly quite critical. I mean a repertorial piece uh recounting a soldier's plight in Bakhmut uh and uh and a number of people are saying this just at this point doesn't make sense. I kind of think maybe they're trapped at this point because they didn't get out soon enough. Uh the the paved roads out of Bakhmut are portions of them are under quote fire control as they say, which means that you travel them only at great peril. It's now the muddy season. So using something other than paved roads isn't that easy. Uh, and so I don't I don't know if they uh have much choice. Anyway, people are talking as if Bakhmut is now gone, even though and the Russians are kind of bypassing it, but to the north and the south, they are now well to the west of Bakhmut. Now, uh, it doesn't, I was listening to to a Michael Kaufman uh Podcast today, you know he's got a pretty good track record. He says he doesn't think the Russians are going to proceed uh, west to the big enchiladas, Kramatorsk, and uh, I think it's Slavonsk. Um, He thinks they're going to go north. There's there's towns up there, and then hope to to get the big enchiladas later. And he in general doesn't seem uh, I'm that impressed with 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 Russian progress. I mean, it is the case that. Ground in various places continues to change hands at a slow pace. It's almost always going into Russian hands. Um, and that's related to why I just don't see this being some kind of huge win uh, for, for Biden. I mean, not you can only extrapolate so much. And, and what I'd like to see really is a debate between Michael Kaufman and Douglas McGregor. I mean, I, I listened to McGregor last night, Kaufman today. I don't know what to think. Uh, McGregor is always predicting great things for the Russian military. Um, His latest thing is, uh, I mean, like a month ago, he was acting as if by now we'd see more progress and we'd see what what he's saying now, and the factual basis of this is correct. The winter was a warm winter. So you didn't get the the, the frozen ground uh, that's so solid that you can consistently go on offense uh, very readily. He's now saying, um, so wait till the end of the muddy season, and then the Russians uh, are going to do these great things. Uh, Kaufman doesn't seem convinced. He seems to be going with the conventional line that it was a mistake for the Russians to launch their offensive now. And this, you know, and and in, I don't know, two, three months or something, the Ukrainians will launch their offensive. They'll have more equipment in their hands and so on. They're They're building up their troop strength. Um, so, I I mean, we'll, we'll see. I I don't know where exactly we're heading. I mean, I mean, Kaufman did a lot of it. Yeah, go ahead. Was Kaufman one of the people predicting that they're
0: going to run out of ammunition and shells and things? And they haven't done that. There's an outfit called Euro intelligence points out that the the dire predictions that uh, the Russia supply chain wouldn't hold up uh, have not come to pass.
1: No, that's true. Well, first of all, uh, I mean, he says there was a lull in Russian artillery fire during February, but then that that seems over. So they had a they seem to have had a temporary uh, problem. Now, that may have been around Bakhmut and may have had to do with uh, whether the military felt like resupplying the the Wagner group. Um, But uh, the uh, but but Ukraine faces an ammunition problem. There's been a lot of discussion of that. You know, we the, the the Europe and us combined are not making nearly enough artillery shells to keep them supplied. Uh on a it, you know, if that's the whole the sole source of their supply. And we don't dig any any more deeply into our own um stockpiles. The other thing he said they have trouble with is uh that that's a challenge for Ukraine. I mean, their military is expanding now, they are mobilizing and they're getting ready for this big offensive. And to him for, their, want, for their big offensive. For their big offensive. Uh, some questions whether they're gonna have enough hardware to go with it, but he says they are they are building up these huh. these uh big, you know, uh you know, ample armed forces now. But he does say force reconstitution is a challenge, and I and I read uh, another thing that happened, uh I read elsewhere is uh, this week is Ukraine, the government shut down a bunch of telegram channels. Because they were being used uh, for for draft evasion. I mean, i had read about this for weeks. Uh, that that like the way it works is, you know, the these these the people drafting Ukrainians, they're like tracking them down. Sometimes apparently they're even like there's a ruse where they'll order a pizza and the guy shows up to deliver it and they say you're in the army, and <laughs> and, and like so when they're like at a at, at a shopping mall or something tracking guys down, that will spread through these Telegram channels. And and everybody who doesn't want to be in the army will stay away. So they shut down all these telegram channels, and that's another sign that uh, you know they they're they're having uh, trouble. I, I personally think you're not going to see great things from this offensive, uh, just because defense is easier than offense when both sides uh, have a lot of newly mobilized people. Uh. But we'll see. How many people are they going to lose in uh, Bakhmut?
0: Is that is, is is that the famous encirclement, entrapment that everybody
1: feared about on the Eastern Front? Are they going to lose hundred, tens of thousands of troops? I mean, how many are there? Uh, there aren't tens of thousands in Bakhmut. There are thousands, I think. Uh, you know, it, It's also sketchy. Uh, apparently, I mean, the Russians are not eager to do house-to-house fighting. That's why it, that this may stay unresolved, uh, even if it's kind of de facto encircled for, uh, or quasi encircled for a long time. Uh, the Russians are starting to bomb it with actual planes. Uh, you know, there are residents there. Uh, there are people, you know, especially old people. I don't know, but the casualty situation in general, I've never seen something that's so hard to pin down on both sides. The estimates just all over the place. Douglas McGregor claims 200,000 Ukrainian soldiers have been killed. That's a super high end estimate. I mean, more more mainstream is 200,000 casualties, which would imply like 40,000 killed or something. But uh, I, I can't, I have no idea. Both sides claim what there is near consensus on is that whatever the value may have been in hanging on to Bakhmut as long as Ukrainians did in terms of, you know, exchanging casualties with the Russians in effect, you know, the idea being that for a while the exchange rate was in favor of Ukraine. That that's over and uh no no good is being served. Pretty much everyone seems to agree on that. Um, um so well I was gonna um
0: I was gonna make the point uh that you know maybe it doesn't you know we can do uh what Ann Coulter calls the at Bernie's move with Joe Biden because look at John Fetterman. He's in the hospital for depression. Uh, mm-hmm. There was an article in The New York Times attempting to prevent what what the what seemed to be the best put the best face on this. And it had a couple of points. One, he's he's getting better why he 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 shares some cookies with some nurses and he makes a lame joke when his chief of staff Adam Jeson shows up in a plaid shirt. And he says, "I didn't know you were a farmer." Uh, so that's a clear sign that he's on the road to recovery, Bob. And then it makes the point he's not necessary anyway because the staff does all the work. When you go to his office, you meet with the staff. The, the, it's often true on the Hill that senators find themselves sponsoring bills only after they've been told by their chief of staff. You know, oh. like the chief of staff commits them. So Adam Jentleson is now senator from Pennsylvania. If you want to get anything done, you talk to Adam Jentleson. And and and, and Fetterman is he might as well be weakened at Bernie's.
1: I don't think well, he is, but, you know, they should turn all this stuff over to staff. Just get rid of the senators. There used to be a joke in Washington, you know, like if a if a senator seemed really smart, they'd say he could be staff. You know,
0: I, a, I didn't hear that one, uh,
1: you I know, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's true, but he has to show up to vote, right?
0: He has to show up to vote. That's the one thing he has to do.
1: They should change uh, that law. Just let uh, but, his, uh, well
0: soon you know McConnell's probably in the same hospital with his concussion soon half the senate will be at Walter Reed they can just have him vote from there set up a separate senate
1: too to, they should be able there. to specify voting interns just have an intern show up and go
0: yay nay um cuz that'd be a step beyond uh voting to outsource their legislative authority to Kenneth Feinberg they will vote to outsource the vote to outsource
1: to an intern,
0: so an intern will vote to give their legislative authority to an agency.
1: Okay, it'll be like Marbury versus Madison or something.
0: Um, um, sounds good. Anyway, that's, I, I recommend reading this Fetterman thing. I hope he recovers, so we don't have to read any more of these. They're really depressing, especially the jokes. I mean, the the rule of journalism is, anytime they say that Bob Wright is funny, why here's an example of his humor. It's going to be really even if Bob Wright is funny. It's going to be lame. Okay, it reminds me. Yeah, you add that to the fact that he probably is lame, and you get a really lame joke. But go ahead. It reminds reminds
1: me me of when we would hear about a new nickname, a clever nickname that George W. Bush had given somebody. You know, like you know what his nickname for Putin was? Uh, No, I don't. Pooty poot. That's a good one. Yeah, he was a clever guy. I'm. I'm really sorry that we had to see him go. Um. So so uh so what else? Uh, the, uh, the, we got the Nord Stream uh, thing settled, Nikki. It turns out it was hobbyist I'm, saboteurs. I'm suspicious of that one, too. <laughs> if the
0: U.S. had done it and Seymour Hersh had, had, had discovered it and blown the whistle on them, what would their next move be? They would be, say, oh, we have intelligence that we didn't do it. They can't blame it on the Russians because that's really provocative and it's complete bullshit but they can say, and they can't blame it on the Ukrainian government because that would be betraying an ally, but they can say that Ukrainian partisans who wanted to support Ukraine did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it that makes me doubted then and there. And plus, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. You have to have a very sophisticated diving operation. It's not, it's not like, as you say, hobbyists just know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think it might be Ukrainian resistance groups aided by the U.S. Navy or something. Uh, it, it's just it, I I would not take that report uh, at face value.
1: Um, No, I was wondering. I mean, I kind of doubt they just 100 percent made this thing up. I was wondering if maybe what happened is Germany does have this ongoing investigation. They they found this. Clue. Although I haven't heard of compelling evidence that this boat really was the boat, it's a boat that was in the vicinity. It was here. It was there. It's suspicious. I guess I don't know how much more they have. But but one possibility is when they found out the people who uh, rented it had some of them had Ukrainian uh, passports, the U.S. government hastened to get out in front uh, in front of the story and say, well, that we were, it probably wasn't the government. And I will say, on behalf of that claim. Look, if it's true that this boat was involved, which uh, haven't seen any evidence of, and it's true that there were these Ukrainian passports, um, it does seem strange that it would be the Ukrainian government. I mean, surely they have the resources to get foreign passports, right? The Ukrainian government can get a hold of fake foreign passports, right? You would think. You would think. You would think any country can get a hold of fake foreign passports.
0: I thought they, I thought they tracked it down through traces of, of chemicals.
1: Oh, may well, room. maybe you're ahead of me. I, I, I haven't. No, I don't I know.
0: Uh, but I, I didn't know about well, this that. Would boat. be, yeah. Well, I, know, but...
1: I, I think we saw a picture of the boat today. It's a nice. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, you know, the Gilligan boat. It's nice. Uh, a three-hour, what was it? Cruise. A three-hour cruise. Um, it's a nice little modest boat. I mean. Looks a little too modest, but
0: and that's enough to like blow up
1: a uh, pipeline in three places. That seems that was my question. It's like water skiing is one thing, but come on. Um, anyway, I'm I, 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 st- I still don't believe
0: that Biden is one of his first acts as president ordered the destruction of this pipeline. That's just way too ballsy for him. But uh, uh, uh I I'm uh, he was awfully emphatic that don't worry, we'll get it done, right.
1: Yeah, plus, I, I I honestly think that, look, he's, again, as you may have heard, he's uh, kind of elderly. Uh, some days, perhaps not the most uh, powerful cognitive force on the planet. And, you know, he's <laughs> in the hands of, of uh, people who've known him a long time. I mean, I'm not, far be it from me to accuse him of being puppet masters, but these, these are guys who are, uh, you know, some of them have been his staffers forever, and I'm sure... If they uh, want to push for something, uh, you know they they can probably get him to sign off. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too too conspiratorial, but uh, it's weird. That
0: that was one of many stories I was suspicious of.
1: Now, what about your friend Tucker Carlson? Did you see the uh, Jack Schaefer's takedown? It's not like it was a real challenge to do a takedown at this point. He's been opposed. He's been exposed was, as a complete hypocrite, but go it, ahead.
0: It was well done. And it had, it had the, the, uh, it, it came out and said, look, he's a phony.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I guess my take on Tucker having worked for him is, uh, he's not a phony populist. I think he's genuinely believes, uh, in, in these, uh, in a sort of Trump, Trump like version of the Republican party. Does he? Uh, yeah, it's not like he's not like he's, not like he's a liberal playing a conservative. It's not like uh he disagrees with the political views of his audience, but he is uh lying about Trump, obviously consciously. Uh and that you know that that's what those Fox people have to do, I guess. Uh that is why you know there's a there was a big uh a big fuss over Russell Brand's takedown of John Heilman on on Bill Maher where he said MSNBC was just as bad as Fox Hmm. and I do think Fox is a cut at least one qualitative level different than MSNBC I Hmm. mean they they are much more like a a mafia organization. It was put to me by a friend uh, uh, Fox's audience tells Fox what to say they're total slaves to their audience, right. and and MSNBC tells its audience what to think, because uh, the MSNBC audience is a bunch of liberal sheep who need to have their talking points read to them. But the, with Fox, the, the uh, audience, the audience reads the talking points to Tucker Carlson, so that's different.
1: I mean, I'm not sure about that. I, I think MSNBC with Russia Gate, for example. I think at a minimum the causality was working in both directions. Uh, I don't. I don't think the fans, the viewers, needed a lot of encouragement to become convinced that the smoking gun was just around the corner, and every night they'd tune in to see if they had found it. Uh, um,
0: that's true, but but there were uh, several non-smoking guns that were offered by MSNBC. I think that that everybody all of a sudden everybody i knew was talking about and why were they suddenly talking about it? because it was on cable
1: um he, well yeah but the reason they offered the smoking guns is because they knew that their fans uh wanted that um it, i mean foreign policy it, is a little more is is a little more of a mystery although in the case of russia and ukraine not so much so that is to some extent uh, an extension of uh i mean first of all look russia invaded ukraine so it's kind of an easy call in that way but even beyond that i think the MSNBC audience had been primed by Russiagate to uh, hate Putin even more than they might. I mean, own. as as it's become agree with me, TV, uh, but they've they've sort of
0: converged into being the same sort of outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to, you know, Fox goes around and before the before a show, they'll say, OK, we're not talking about this today. OK, mm-hmm. to the panel. OK, I don't know that's that never used to happen. Probably happens on MSNBC now. I bet it happened on Fox first um mm. they you know fox would remove a guest never have them on again because carl rove would call up and complain about them i'm Make sure obama complained about stuff but i don't think they you know snapped two with the alacrity of fox
1: that that was uh the sound of my alarm which means that by virtue of our uh a prior agreement we're supposed to sign off soon i want to say um quickly I, on the on the weather, first of all, Jack Schaefer's piece is in Politico. Good takedown of Tucker. Um, Tucker, you know the disclosure. Of all these emails gave Jack a lot of material to work with. Must must have been hard to keep that piece short, but it is. Um, but uh, on on the fraud question, you'd know more than I would have about how long Tucker has seemed like a fire-breathing populist. But I certainly remember a day when on foreign policy, he wasn't singing the song he's singing now. He was as hawkish as anybody else on Iraq and was mocking people well into the uh, invasion and occupation, mocking people, or at least after the invasion, uh, mocking people who th- who said no weapons of mass destruction would be found. Yeah, that was um, 20 years
0: ago.
1: Well, I know. But, I, but, but like, uh, I, well, you tell me, what was his view on your issues then was he anti immigration and when and- i
0: work when i worked for him he was pretty thoroughly populist and he and and his publisher who he disagreed with on immigration but he was uh on my side of immigration and he he wrote very very well written essays uh defending populism
1: tucker so, was tucker was on your side on immigration
0: yeah but the publisher was an immigrant and or and what was was on the business side of wanting more immigrants. So when was disagreed. this? When was this? God. Let's see. It was after I left Slate and after I was fired by Tina Brown. And
1: wait, so, Tina Brown fired you?
0: Well, she didn't renew my contract.
1: Wait, when were you working for Tina Brown?
0: I wasn't working for Tina Brown. I was working for Newsweek, and then Tina Brown took over Newsweek. And ended everybody's contracts. So I she had totally forgotten with.
1: that part of her career. She was running Newsweek. Tina um, Brown, yes.
0: Don't huh. you remember? He, he uh, 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 Sydney Harmon. That was it? no. Then it got sold to Sydney Harmon. Anyway, I, it's very complicated. But at some point, she was running Newsweek, and mm. you know, she, she completely fucked it up and turned it into a, you know, a mouthpiece for Hillary and uh, and. Uh, Gave, gave, you know, her big pieces were sort of disingenuous pieces she coaxed out of Harvey Weinstein. And it's weird. It's like a waste of a great talent. She's a fabulously brilliant person and completely fucked it up. I saw her at a party just two days ago.
1: Well, I did not. I did not. I
0: did not go to her up to her. I did not go up to her and say you completely fucked
1: it up. that showed a lot of restraint and maturity, Mickey.
0: I actually avoided her. Uh, assiduously
1: uh-huh. where she was not, seeking you not, out not, not that, that must have been hard must have been hard she's ducking in the hallways. <laughs> no Tina no I'm not, sorry
0: not that she was seeking me out she was not seeking me out she probably doesn't even know who I am um
1: anyway but, I, I'd like to know if you ever remember when it was that you worked in Tucker I would I would I would bet it's well we can figure pilot. it
0: out it was sometime around uh, 2012.
1: Okay, I would bet that even then, which is well after the Iraq War, he wasn't talking this restraint language on military force. I'll bet he wasn't. But uh, I, I, I don't remember much of that. That's probably military foreign policy would be the last, yeah, last
0: place where he would come around to populism. Yeah. Okay. And I
1: well, actually, don't,
0: I actually don't know what he thinks about it, but I suspect he's pretty thoroughly in Trump's camp. It'll be interesting. To see whether he goes for DeSantis, because obviously they obey orders there. So it's a question of what he's ordered to do. Is he ordered to be for DeSantis? Fox seems relatively pro DeSantis at the moment. They're anti—they're certainly anti-Trump when they can get away with it, which is rarely. Mm-hmm. But they don't have Trump on when they don't have to have Trump on. So, but they haven't gone gung ho for DeSantis yet. Mm. Uh, well, um. It's also pretty clear DeSantis is running. Everybody, everybody has decided. It. Oh yeah, I
1: assume. I assume. No, it's grim. I want I, to. We should talk more about this in the parrot room. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that Trump really is going to be the guy. It, um, it's not grim that DeSantis is running. DeSantis is our only hope. What are you talking about? Uh, what do you mean, we white man? I mean, I, neither. <laughs> I don't. Well, if you want to, if or- you want to stop Trump, DeSantis is your best, the last
0: best hope of mankind. I mean, even my liberal. Friends agree with
1: that. Yeah, no, he he would probably be better than Trump, but that's not saying much of anything. So, uh and I'm not, I I I don't want him to be president. So that that's. But only there's no reason.
0: comparison between him and Trump in terms of craziness.
1: Now let's talk about this in the parrot room. um Speaking of the parrot room, at patreoncom slash uh Anything else we're going to talk about? Well, the. Um now, you, write, is, you remember your things, okay? I'm not responsible for this.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we can talk about January 6th. I don't have that much to say about it. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Why? Is there something uh,
1: new about January 6th?
0: Well, yeah. Tucker Carlson produced this uh, five TV shows based on the eternal footage of, uh, from inside the Capitol that was given him by okay. Kevin McCarthy.
1: You can explain that to me.
0: Okay. But uh, uh, not that really I have that much to say. Um, We have uh, uh, was we have was it uh, as bad for Gavin for Gavin Newsom to cut Walgreens out of state contracts because they don't carry a birth control drug as it was for Ron DeSantis uh, to uh, take away Disney's special governing privileges because they lobbied on the don't the so-called don't say gay bill.
1: The answer to Uh, 11 folks.
0: People are talking about that. How annoying are these community notes on Twitter, which Jud Lagoom complained about, and I'm actually on his side. Uh, semaphore, troubled startup under fire. I've always wanted to say that for its uh, they've started a bunch of money, you know, uh, buck breaking offices uh, mm-hmm. with China,
1: mm-hmm. and they're
0: under attack for they're under attack for the wrong reason. But we can talk about that. Okay. Uh, uh and uh, the SATs on the uh, way out—is that a
1: good thing or a bad thing? Oh, I mean, sexy know you, like, as hell, people! People! Uh, you have money. views of that.
0: You have strong views of that.
1: Yeah. No, everybody wants to hear about the SATs. You want to talk about Djokovic instead? Is that sex, Sexier? Djokovic, the tennis player. Yeah. What do he do? They're not letting him
0: into the country because he's not vaxxed. So.
1: Oh, God. Dad, can't again. play us
0: sub- up. Yeah. That's my reaction exactly.
1: Uh, so, uh, what? He, he's not going to be. It's a while from the U.S. Open. You're talking about America?
0: I'm talking about America. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if it's not oh, the U.S. US Open, what, a long what is, way on. Well, what tournament is it then? I don't know. Uh,
1: well, Wimbledon is before that, and the French is before that. I think the Australians probably already happened, and I don't know. Um,
0: Um, and David Lindley, the great guitarist died. I have a, uh, uh, I, I just want to say a few words, nothing much.
1: I want to say a few words about Jimmy Carter, who apparently may be not with us for much longer. Um, lab leak. I, I I wrote a piece. Did you see my Washington post piece, Mickey? Did you read it? Did you see it? No,
0: I didn't even know you had it. Oh God. I was too busy partying with Tina Brown.
1: Apparently. Did she mention it? Did she mention my piece when you were trying to evade her? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> come back mickey i want to talk about bob's piece um the uh anyway it, it's a it's a it's a yeah it's a take it's a take uh i promised i'd tell the pig joke i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the pig joke this time maybe a little bit about the show evil which i'm just getting around to watching and uh i don't know stuff like that oh peter Thiel. uh i listened to a talk he gave uh because there was a piece about it in Vox and I want I want to talk about that maybe you can convince me that uh he's not this weird incoherent guy I can maybe maybe um so anyway all this folks and more patreon.com fairom <laughs> also Mickey uh you know we should make an appeal to people I mean it's a it's a lot after just now appealing to the after, after just now annoying almost everyone who is listening to this because they're not patrons and they don't feel like becoming patrons and we're talking about stuff they're not going to have access to, to encourage they, people to smash the like button, but they should if they want. They're
0: to, not going. Hmm? They're not go, They're not going to go for the premium, extra cost version. Bustelo,
1: no Bustelo, uh, para ti. Uh, no um,
0: Bustelo, no Bustelo Supremo.
1: No see. Um <laughs> So, uh but but yeah, seriously, smash. You know, if you if you uh because it's it's a jungle out there have you noticed everyone is 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 starting a podcast
0: i noticed that about four years ago
1: bob okay it's still happening (laughs) and okay and it's a jungle and it's mono a mono combat and if people like us and aren't pissed at us at this point for mentioning all this premium content want to hit the like button at youtube that really matters it feeds the algorithm brings brings new people and you know, helps with the churn. You know, churn.
0: Um, Is that bad uh,
1: marketing to talk explicitly about churn? Uh, to say to people, you are part of the churn. To us, you're mere churn. <laughs> Is that good?
0: Uh, I don't think so. It's like telling them they're going to be cannon fodder. <laughs> Man. Uh, so um, yeah,
1: and also yeah, Ukraine maybe. I, I I I there's endless. I waste so much of my knowledge about Ukraine.
0: I can always whine that my Twitter feed has been cut in half. That's a hearty perennial.
1: Yeah, I, I, I got complaints about Twitter. I always have complaints about Twitter. We can maybe get to that. We'll see. Uh, so anyway, uh, I will see you there uh, uh, just about immediately. Okay. All right. Yeah.